What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Before we get into the podcast, John, 2 o'clock, Sunday, Super Bowl, pregame, YouTube, live, one-hour show. Wait, the Super Bowl's this Sunday? Super Bowl's this Sunday. Okay, 2 o'clock, I'll be there. Be there, be square. We'd like you to be there as well. YouTube, Hey, Middlecoff channel. Uh, had a couple podcasts earlier this week, a guy named Adam Schefter. If you haven't heard the interview, that was on... Uh, the previous podcast, just the one right before it, Adam Schefter. It's not just going to be like a Super Bowl pregame. I'm, there's always news that happens Sunday morning, right? Yes. So we'll Su- just... Super Bowl is a Sunday, three, yeah. 3.20. We'll be Kick on off. before it, 2 o'clock for an hour. Just hopefully there's a bunch of good rumors. That's usually what happens. So we'll be here to <laughs> yeah. address them. We'll bullshit. We'll bullshit. <laughs> We're here for the bullshit. Yes, we are. <laughs> here we go. Metal Feel like the Super Bowl yet? Because this is our last chance. Yeah, it's been a pretty boring week. I don't know about you. You know, once like it gets dark, there's nothing really on TV. You know, I'm not. Not a huge reader. Uh, just don't have that much. To do. I end up watching like uh, Tommy Fleetwood hit bunker shots on YouTube. I mean, I'm just boredom is just really this non-football life of the season ending. NBA games kind of rough to watch. I don't know if you've noticed they don't play defense. College basketball, I got no clue what's going on. I, I, I feel kind of lost right now during the during the week at night. At night, the day yeah. I, I work and but at night, you know, just I, I don't really know what to do. Yeah, I don't know about you. No, it's uh, and, and it gets dark so early that all of a sudden it's like, where'd my day go? Yeah, I I, I hate February. I, that, that's my ultimate take. I, I I'm just not a big February guy. Like, I just beside the Super Bowl, but really it's kind of a negative because it just ends. I'm you know? with you. Not a big February guy here either. Not a big no. February show. You don't have any baseball starting up. You don't have any nothing. The basketball games it, don't matter. The college I games. I guess you like college hoops, but it's hard to keep up this year, guy. Hey, it's really hard going on. Yeah, I watched. I just turned on a college basketball game the other day, 
it had a little bit of a college football feel. Remember like when BYU was like seven games in and they'd play a team that was like 1-0? and <laughs> Like you're looking at the records like this is weird. Michigan State was like 2-5 and five, or, you know, had some weird record against another team that had a weird record. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is weird. And then I had the thought, how are they going to pick an NCAA tournament based on these records? Guy? I know. Well, Oregon's playing Thursday night. They're four and two in the Pac-12. They played six games. They've played. I don't think they've played since January 9th. They've had two pauses. Yeah, I know it's going to be weird, really weird. I did Especially run. It, I did. Ru- they got to make up a bunch of games, and we don't know how many games they'll be able to make up. All these teams. Yeah, I did. You know, speaking of college basketball, ran into Gonzaga at my gym. They stayed there when they played uh, St. Mary's, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah, Mark. Few and there. I kind of I slow played it, just trying to run into him, trying to run into him to introduce myself driving away the buses are right there and i see this little guy in shorts and a t-shirt there's this hiking trail right by it mm. and i'm like he he's within screaming distance i i gotta say something i'm like hey coach and he turns it's him i'm like what do i say i didn't have a plan i'm like uh love watching you guys play good luck and i just take off i and, and he Did- gave me this kind of weird like uh thanks man and just kind of kept going <laughs> But you know you get caught up. You want to say something. Yeah. But you're just like, am, am I kind of like star chasing? What? Why do I need to say something? Just because you want to have love, the, you want to just ha- you want to know what Mark Few would do in that situation. I think that's yeah, why you do love it. Love what you guys are doing. Because you know how much it means to you when somebody's like, Middlecoff, promo code ham, and then they drive away. You know. Yeah, but this. But I, I'd say it's a little different when you're you like, think? you know, did he want a natty? I guess he lost. No, they the almost won a natty. Yeah. This year they're gonna win a natty. It had to be a little good for the ego, like you're getting recognized out and about, you know? You I mean, he's you famous, the number one team in the country. But how much on the road does just somebody random when he's in the parking lot yell something at him? Just complimentary. complimentary. I can't imagine many sure random people him, in, like, in the Bay Area just give him a, hey, love watching your squad. Probably the only time it happened the whole trip. Yeah. Especially because it's not like they're same. going out to a team restaurant or whatever. No, they're just stuck in there. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I'm sure it meant a lot. It's... I was trying to support. Yeah, it's a know? nice nice thing you did. Uh, <laughs> he is a big hiker, so I definitely am. He's a big outdoorsman. Yeah. Was it t- was it Kansas in the game that hit the game? Or was Kansas playing Villanova? Villanova? Who hit the game-winning shot, the walk-off that kid hit it? Was that against Gonzaga? You talking about Villanova last year? Hit it? A couple years, within the last three or four years. Remember the guy hit the walk-off? Yeah, I do remember. I, uh, was that against the Zags? I, I think I had money on the Zags. Think it, you think it was? Uh, it could have been Kansas. It could have been Kentucky. I forget. Could have been North yeah, Carolina. It was, a, it was, yeah, it was North Carolina. Yeah, that's okay. who it was. Because North Carolina had hit the shot to take the lead. That's right. That's and right. then they had come down, and the dude kind of hits the. It was One of their nine white guys hit the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? It wasn't. Uh, no, 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 no. The dude, the dude from uh, was not a white guy that hit it for Nova. Well, see, that's an upset right there. Yeah. Who's they, the they short white guy? I was thinking of from their team, not Divincent. Archie Diashimato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arch, Arch, Archie Diacono. <laughs> I thought it yeah. was him. Yeah, they, they got a lot of like Italian Greek mobster kids <laughs> like, on the squad. Guys they definitely loved had a Jimmer poster on their wall. Have you ever been to Philly? I mean, there's a lot of those yeah. guys around there. I don't walk around going, there's a bunch of great bad these are all great basketball players, though. No. Podcast brought to you by ease.com promo code ham. Ease.com promo code ham. 20 bucks off your first delivery with the promo code ham or returning user John Ease 10 gets you 10% off. Super Bowls, guy. Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. Absolutely. Uh, light up your Super Bowls. Ease.com, promo code HAM, $20 off a purchase of $50 or more. 
edibles, pre-rolls, vapes, topicals, you name it, they got it. Just go to EAZE.com. You live in the state of California, number one delivery in, in the nation, but definitely the state. Uh, wait till it becomes nationwide. They're going to be all over the place. So just get ready. If you're listening outside of California, get ready. Keep your eye out. Ease.com, promo code HAM, or our returning users, HAM10. And we, like we keep hammering home. To put on your group text message. I know you're listening to this. You might be on a walk. You might be just sitting at your desk. Put it into a uh, group chat. Just ease.com, promo code HAM. Just do that right now. Yeah. As a favor to your friends. Yeah. That's how you support. It'd be like, how do how do I support the podcast? Well, I just they just want me to type in eaze dot com promo code ham into a group text with I'd say minimum five people included in the in the text. Yeah, which everyone knows. Any group text, it, the point of diminishing returns after more than four people are on it. Guy, I'm on a couple. I'm on one that has about fifteen. <laughs> That's way too many. Yeah, we got some. We, it, it's a mixture of like. A couple hardcore liberals, a couple diehard Republicans, a lot of people in the middle, and just mayhem. I mean, it's, that, it's that, been going strong for about a year now. That thread's mayhem. definitely on mute, right? Yeah, yeah one million percent. Yeah, I've got one thread going that's only people who love Bitcoin. And it's just every time the price changes at all, it's, what's the Facebook group saying? Any update from the Facebook group? Yeah. I, I don't know what they're talking about, about the Facebook group. The, the thing with this one is it can go from like, a, I mean, a diehard opinion on a Trump Biden to, you know, a big dick picture fast. I mean, it can hang a left faster than, you know, uh, Michael Andretti in Formula One. And, and you know what? That's what a group that's that's the bat to me. That right there is the essence of a good 15 person group thread. Completely agree. Is that somebody always has the one guy who died all, sitting on the edge of his bed. Big dick pic. That guy. That guy died. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, podcast also brought to you by, oh, B21 or over. Actually, East doesn't want to be a part of that conversation. <laughs> podcast also brought to you by DraftKings. Get in the Haberman and Middlecoff League. We've got a Super Bowl game going. There's still some spots left. You definitely want to be in our league and use the code HAM to get in because we're about to get it. Pop it for PGA Golf once uh, the Super Bowl ends. Yep. Just download the DraftKings app. Promo code HAM. I've had a couple people that are like, you know, I, I live in a different state. They made betting legal. I downloaded the uh, the app. I realized I didn't put in ham. I said, just go to customer support, say promo code ham. We want them to know we're driving because DraftKings isn't going anywhere. Gambling's only going to become legal, and we'll just continue to be a part of them. But we love playing fantasy. Guy was, I haven't even looked at my lineup. This double king. I'm already trying to think. I'm trying to outthink. You know, it's like, uh, who's everyone going to play? Mm-hmm. You want to play something different? Do I go completely outside? You know, the box, like go a kicker with the king, and maybe he has like kicks seven field goals. Who knows? You never know, guy. Uh, download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM, and get in our game. Do it now. How many spots left? Uh, 16 as of the recording of this podcast on uh, Thursday. Use the code HAM because they've got the Super Bowl 55 golden ticket giveaway coming back. $55 million up for grabs. Use the code HAM. Enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize. Up to $25,000 just for playing. So use the code HAM now. Enter the 55, this is what's called the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings. Do it. Should the 49ers consider trading the 12th overall pick in the draft for Carson Wentz? Should anybody consider trading for Carson Wentz? Should the Eagles trade Carson Wentz? Rap Sheet tweeted this on Thursday. The Eagles are getting calls centered around quarterback Carson Wentz. And while Philly doesn't plan to deal him, they haven't hung up the phone either. You worked with uh, Howie Roseman. Doesn't feel like a big hang up the phone on trade offer guy. 
Loves to wheel you ever, and deal. <laughs> you ever have those days you're like, well, I'm not hungry, but there's a little food in the fridge. Uh, yeah. Where the super dis- the super disciplined guy doesn't even attack the fridge. Howie looks in the fridge. And there are some stories rolling around, I would say, over the last six months. I You could argue the last year about Carson and just his personality in the locker room. Uh, stories that have broken about him and Doug, which... There really hasn't been a bad thing ever written about Doug's personality, right? I would say very, very well-liked by players, coaches. Him and Carson clearly didn't get along. Uh, a lot of players over the years, year, years would be strong, but I'd say over a 12-month span, have there have been anonymous players come out and crush Carson. Uh, so you would say that there are question marks. I heard marks a rumor. In, I, won't, I won't say yes. this. It's not a report, but I did hear a rumor that he kind of big-time Jeffrey Lurie on the field one day this year. I think it's very fair to say that it has not gone well for Carson in the Eagles locker room with some people. Uh, and that that extends coaches, owner, just the whole thing. It has not gone well. And then his play, I would separate that from all that crap, right? Because we have seen that in the history of sports. Like, I mean, one of my favorite players of all time is historically the biggest asshole ever, Barry Bonds. People couldn't stand him. His teammates... I guess one coach liked him, Dusty, because he was like a relative. Uh, the media, everyone hated him, except the fans. And then Barry liked himself. But he produced. And the guy so hitting in like, front of him liked him. Yeah. When the game so started, good, Jeff Kent no liked one could him. Say, no one could say shit. To me, Carson's play is the complete opposite, where you go, listen, is it even worth the trouble? Now, this is where I think we have to separate the conversation, just what is his value, right? And I think... When it comes to the Niners, you go, do you want to give the 12th pick for a guy who's playing, I'd say, real, beyond awful? He's like the worst starting quarterback in the league. Obviously not. But then you go, would the Bears trade their first-round pick for him? John D. Filippo is their quarterback coach. He was there when they won a Super Bowl. He likes him. Uh, Frank Reich clearly likes him, right? Was the offensive coordinator with him every day, like D. Filippo, won a Super Bowl with him. Those teams are after you in the pecking order of the draft, and you go, I'd say the Bears are really desperate. I, I think in a heartbeat they would trade their first-round pick for Carson Wentz, right? It would be worth the risk for them. And the Colts, I know the Joey for Barstool loves doing these Andrew Luck things. We asked uh, Schefter about it, who broke the Andrew Luck story. Like, I would rather have Andrew Luck come back than Carson Wentz. But I don't think the Colts are holding out hope that he's going to come back. So I think that they would trade their pick in the 20s for Carson Wentz. So if you're the Niners, like your two twos, like a two this year and a two next year, if I'm the Eagles, I'd rather get a one now, right? So it puts them in a weird spot. Because I think right now his value is not the 12th pick. But supply, demand, and just the demand, given that the teams right behind you would be willing to give their ones, I think kind of make it complicated for the Niners. And the other thing that makes it complicated, because, you know, what you maybe think was Schefter told us he thinks if the Jets were to trade Darnold, he'd be worth a late first round pick. You go, well, if he's worth a late first, then Carson's certainly worth the 12th. The problem is that Carson's making a lot of like there's also this money factor that comes with Carson Wentz, right? That if it doesn't work, you're kind of locked into him for a few years from a contract. standpoint. you're definitely locked in this year. Um, but if you trade if you traded a first round pick. I would say at minimum you're in bed with him for a couple years as the trading team, right? Yeah. What concerns me about him is not his play. Like, I mean, it's concern. His play is concerning. It's more so 
the guy? Like, is he coachable? Because here's what I know. He's going to need to get coached to be worth the 12th pick. He's going to need to be coached. There's not a lot of evidence right now that he's coachable. Like you said at the beginning, to get into a fight with Doug Peterson, and when I say get in a fight, I don't mean to actually fight. I just mean to get into a power struggle with Doug Peterson is a red flag, given Doug Peterson's reputation. Um, and to you know, have the story before they even drafted Jalen Hurts that it seemed like he was insecure about Foles, and then he's insecure about Hurts. This does not feel like a guy that's a fit for any coach that values a competitive environment. And any coach that wins values a competitive environment. So is he a loser quarterback? Is that what he is? Like, does he only work in loser environments? I don't know. I know well, he's won, like, but he's won before. I know. I'm not saying he's a loser. I'm just saying, does he work in the kind of environment that it feels like he would need to get into to get the most out of him? Because right now, Jalen Hurts is in Philly, and I wouldn't like it either if I was him, but when presented with the challenge, um, he didn't rise to the occasion. Yeah, he's got a massive red flag on him. I, I think surrounding things off the field. My point is, me, if, if he had like the Foles uh, scouting report on the guy, well, I think teams would be lined up. For I him. would take the risk on the fact that he hasn't yeah. performed. But guy, I think teams are lined up for him right now. Now, at what price? But I think teams, I, I think there would be ten plus teams willing to trade for him right now, and I think that would probably include the Forty ers because as we saw after the 49ers got their ass kicked by Josh Allen, Kyle talked about the importance of a talent at that position. Yeah. And just how his mind had changed. I, I read Albert Breer, someone tweeted it in my timeline, that he thinks a big change, a sea change in the NFL has kind of been Patrick Mahomes and realizing he's going nowhere. And it, it leads to like, why would a team, why wouldn't a team like the Niners just roll with Jimmy Garoppolo or the Rams with Jared Goff? Like those guys, those type players that you can have some success with that aren't great, but are not terrible. You just usually roll with forever. And he's like, I think it's hard for these coaches that just want to win the Super Bowl going, I got no chance to beat that guy, whether I'm in the AFC or NFC. So I got to play him in the, the championship or I play him in the Super Bowl. I, I, I can't beat him. I, I cannot. So I have to keep taking swings. Like McVay's like, listen, do I think Stafford is better than Mahomes? Of course not. But this guy gives me a dramatically better, higher ceiling and that's, to me, how I'd look at Carson Wentz. His ceiling, through the roof. Now, we could argue semantics, like, is that ceiling still exist? Is he fixable? There have been guys in NFL history who, that have gone through tough times and bounced back. For example, like, Phillip Rivers had a couple low moments throughout his career and then would bounce back to have high-level Pro Bowl years. And I think Carson is a more physically gifted guy. Now, the Rivers' teammates loved him. I, have a, I know a guy that played with uh, Rivers. You actually know him, too. And he said, like, he's – and he played in the league. He's still in the league. Played in the league for a decade. So he's by far my favorite teammate ever. And people that play with Rivers love Rivers. That – and that's part of being a quarterback. Like, to me, part of acquiring a quarterback – and we nitpick Kyle because we think he's lower on the physical stuff. Like, Kyle, you got to shoot a little higher on the – he values the right stuff off the field, right? Right. The work ethic. The, and I think McVay does too. Like, they don't have a problem, like, from what I've heard – their issue with Goff wasn't like teammates love him, right? Andrew Whitworth's wife just tweeted out something the other day how he took it their son, their fish died to go I, get a I know, fish. I just can't understand if that's the case why they could talk about him the way they did. Yeah, because I, I just think I think the NFL is pretty cutthroat, guys. Well, there's no question, but you don't have to say those things that are borderline I, I know, disrespectful. I, 
Uh, yeah. They didn't think he worked that hard, though. Oh, okay. And when well, I say, then that's fine. Yeah. When, I, when I say didn't work that hard, like, he showed up every day, and I think he got there relatively early. But, like, they were expecting, when I pay you $30 million, and it's not going well, like, why aren't you beating me here? Did I, I uh, was listening to Veach talk I heard, the other day with yeah. Peter King, and he's like, I don't think people quite understand. Like, I got in the day after we won the AFC Championship. And I get in at six. That means Andy's already been there for two hours, you know, <laughs> getting beat into the office. And he's like, I walk through the training room because I'd imagine there might be like where you park. Maybe you have to go through the training room, look over, and Mahomes already there. And I, I don't think Mahomes, and Veach is kind of right. He doesn't get talked about that like that, right? He's more like, oh, he's fun. He's just slaying it around. Yeah. He's just doing this. He's just doing that. I would imagine Mahomes, here's what I know Andy Reid, in my experience, hardest worker I've ever seen, no close second. Andy values his work ethic to the highest degree. And I don't think they did with with uh, with Goff. But back to Wentz, I've actually never heard he doesn't work hard. His issue's more like with people, which is also really important. I, I don't know. I, I think it's very complicated. I would not have an issue, though, if the Niners took a big swing on this because I do think the talent and the upside, like the physical gifts, Jimmy can't hold this guy's jock with physical gifts. Yeah, I agreed. A few things. One, it's risky. Other, it'd be it'd be very very risky. I also think it would be risky for the Eagles to ever trade him to a potentially good uh, a Sean Payton, a Kyle Shanahan. They could make you look really terrible. Yeah, you better be sure Jalen Hurts is a starting NFL quarterback if you're going to do that. I wouldn't even. To me, it'd be even less about Jalen and more like you better be sure this guy's a shithead and he's going to suck. Yeah, but I'm just saying if if he turns out to be good, but you also you just nailed your backup quarterback pick, you can live with it. But even if, what if Jalen's just to me middle of the road? And this well, that's guy what he is. Yeah, MVP that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, you well, can't. Well, the Eagles know that. They, they drafted well, him in the second yeah, round. Then, then it is all about Wentz. Um, the other thing Veach, Brett Veach said in that interview, he looks in the training room and Mahomes is in there with an iPad taking notes. He's not just there getting treatment on his toe, like, he's actively studying, getting ready for the next week. Um, his, his talent is worthy of trading a, first, a high first round pick for. But I wouldn't feel good about it. And to your point, the Eagles aren't taking either. two twos for him. How could you do that? How could you sell so low on a guy unless you're unless you just want to get rid of him? But well, to me, the Eagles are in a spot where his value has never been lower. Yet the only way you can get rid of him for a high price, right? They're yeah. in a they're they're in this like we'll wait it out. But we understand his value is low, but we're not selling him at that here, value because right now his play you could argue is like a fourth round pick or something. Right? Well, and I'll add another problem to it, John. This guy doesn't play 16 games. Like part of the problem with Garoppolo is he's always hurt. He would have this year. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, he, but he didn't. And he it didn't play 16 games before last, before 19. And he didn't play 16 games in 17. I, my, my, my pushback on that night, that's very fair. Because Jimmy's an injury history guy too. The last two years he's been healthy. He played that full season. He got the concussion in the playoff game. And this year... I think the struggling part, the the problem that everyone struggled with him is he was healthy and just playing shitty. Now who knows? Maybe he would have got hurt in some of those games he got benched in, but he he was playing, right? Yeah, I'm just saying he has a he he has been yes. hurt multiple times in the past. This is not. I can li- I can live with an ACL injury. He does have that back thing. Remember? Yeah, it was a little weird. But it's like an ACL when it's the only thing you had. Okay, but then you add up to this and then to that and then. Remember, he was hurt in college. This is guy with multiple. We're talking about multiple red flags on a player that's not like Stafford had multiple red flags just in terms of physicality and is he can he really win? But it's like what you saw on film is what you were getting with Carson. I probably wouldn't. I, I wouldn't offer the twelfth pick either. 
But I would not be. Here's where I think you could be kicking yourself in a couple years, unless with that 12th pick you got like Trey Lance and he became like your starter. If the Colts or the Bears trade for him and then he leads them in the playoffs and is really good, you go, well, it, looking back, it was an easy decision, right? Because his talent, maybe talent's the wrong word, because right now his talent on the field is not good. His like physical attributes are everything you want, right? It's what we're, everyone's talking about what the Niners need to get. A Trey Lance, a Justin Fields, a guy with high ceiling physical attributes. Because his talent right now, actually, like throwing the ball, he throws to the other team a lot. So it, to me, his talent right now kind of encompasses his play. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's where I think you need a reset. And sometimes, though, when they get a reset, like Randy Moss to the Patriots, they got him for a fourth-round pick. Like when John Gruden got Rich Gannon or Steve Young went to, you know, Bill Walsh. All These are not all equal to each other. But uh, usually in those situations, you feel good. Like, God, I just bought this million-dollar home for five hundred grand. The Eagles are not selling you their million-dollar home for five hundred grand. Like, they'll probably want, like, one five. Now, they'd be like, well, you might get something special out of this. And you'd be like, well, why are you giving this guy to me? Yeah, yeah. It's a a very, very bizarre situation, which the Niners should be sniffing around, and they should be. He's beat them a couple times, remember, Kyle. They've played him multiple times since Kyle's been here. Beat him this year, made that pass to Fulgham, remember, Mm -hmm. down the sideline. Mm -hmm. He beat him a couple years ago when the Eagles were good and the Niners were bad and beat the shit out of them. Remember in Philly, I, I just Mike John again. I it's not that I don't think Kyle could make him. I I would actually be. Optimistic. Do you think the Colts Kyle would give their first round pick court. today? Yeah. Cool. So if, that, if they would, that it tells us our answer. Like if you want to get Carson Wentz, and I think the Bears probably would too. You got to give pick twelve. Like that's just the only way you could get him. I wouldn't feel that, good that, about that. That to me is the conversation. He was a sixty. He was a fifty-seven percent passer this year and. Does not appear to be loved in his own locker room. Yeah, see, I <laughs> the problem would be you'd have to evaluate him on like two years ago film, and then you'd also have to look past some of the. He's and if you evaluated him on individual. two years ago film, I'd say the same thing to you that you always say about draft picks. Like, why are we looking at the old film? We got new information. Well, he'd be a no-brainer acquisition, right? If you get for a third-round pick. Yeah, it's buy, part of buying low is actually <laughs> buying low. I know. <laughs> Because the profit is in the purchase price, not in the sale. Yes. So, but with a with a quarterback, you will never kick yourself for using a first round pick on a guy like the Rams if you if this guy plays well for you and he wins and gets you to the playoffs. Right? I, I mean, you could argue that you couldn't touch his talent. Like the 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 potential upside on what you would get for him is so much larger than whatever. I think you we could forget, guy. Me and draft. you remember when his rookie year when he was seven and nine, like oh, they played on Monday night football him. and and people were shitting on and him. We love like, guys. Are you guys yes. watching this? I know. I'm with you. What happened to this guy? I, we, that, yeah, that's important to point out. We probably should have started the conversation with we are people who loved him when people thought he was overdrafted. And I've heard stories, and you have a connection through it. They heard a weird story. They, there are weird stories out there. I've heard several not, weird stories from people that who are not know. flattering to a quarterback. Yeah. And uh, you need that at quarterback. I don't care about unflattering receiver stories as much as well, I like, care about I'll give you stories. like there. There's a story out there with Jimmy Garoppolo that I think people have probably seen, and it's just kind of unspoken about that he could have come back and he never did, and he kind of tapped out on the season. Now I push back and go, well, didn't have much to play. For. You could justify that. But I've never heard like he's just an asshole to people or people just you know maybe he's not BFFs with every guy, but. The locker room did never turned on him like clearly it did with Wentz or even Goff, right? Those yeah. people and might have been a guy or two that didn't see eye to eye with him, but it felt like Wentz 
half the locker room was like, this guy's a fraud, right? And to me, that's... Players openly made comments, too, that were like, are they taking a shot at him when they talk about this other guy's leadership, how much they like Foles, how much they like Hurts? Yeah. If you made a non-negotiable, like sometimes in the draft, right, hitting women or whatever, you're just immediately off the draft board. And that's ext- it's an easy one in the draft. Like, oh, this guy has three DUIs, like off the draft board, right? Just stuff like that. If you just had a quarterback non-negotiable, any stories about consistently multiple several players from several different positions hate a quarterback, just don't even fuck with them. Yeah. I think you'd be right more than you're wrong. I think so too. So I'm good. I'm good not doing this deal. But if if suddenly it happened. I mean, we'd make 27 videos. I, I do think we would, you would keep, and every team that could have got them would watch it very closely. And you could, it could be one of those where I, I saw this Instagram ad in my feed that was like, this guy teaches a class and it shows like the three stocks he invested in. It was like Amazon, Apple, and Facebook, all when they were like $2. Like, listen to this guy. He gets in on it early. And it'd be one of those, like, oh, my God, we could have yeah. had Carson. Let's just even say it was a second-round pick, and he wins an MVP for his team in the next couple of years. But I don't think Amazon's been $2 since, like, 1992. I, I know. Now, thinking about it, they were all – it doesn't quite – it might be just a complete lie. Amazon was $350 in, like, 2001. It's now, this what, guy, This guy was old. This, this guy was old. The long game, baby. Coming up on Sunday, don't forget, 2 o'clock, we will be live on YouTube talking about the Super Bowl and what other – Good rumors pop up. We'll be uh, we'll be doing that. Love myself some rumor mongering and some YouTube streaming. <laughs> More to gain in the Super Bowl, John Mahomes, Brady. What do you think? Brady has nothing else to gain. Like his legacy, he's been to ten Super Bowls. Uh, he's already won six. So win or lose, he'd be six of ten. That'd be sixty percent. It'd be it's one like thing, crazy. like sixty percent. Like no, no one's going to even have the opportunity to be sixty percent again on a Super Bowl, right? I mean, it's just. He's in his own little world, his own little class. I, I saw an ESPN ticker the other day that was like, Brady becomes the first guy to play in double-digit champion, you know, uh, championship games, like Super Bowls, finals, whatever, and have multiple MVPs. And the other list was like Bill Russell. You know, it's like... one eleven. Like, even Mahomes. Like, they're, they're, how's Mahomes getting to 10? If Mahomes gets to like six... I mean, this guy's going to go, he already is, but he's going to go down as like an all-time, he might just be the, we might have a conversation one day like, was he better than Brady? You know, who knows? I don't know. Twitter uh, tells me Deshaun is just as good or better than Mahomes. Yeah, tw- Twitter says a lot of Actually, things. Actually, only 17% of respondents. Uh, so Get ready for the YouTube comments to blow up on that comment, Middlecoff. I, the, 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 where you're vaulted as a two-time Super Bowl winning coach and quarterback, to me, is much different than where you're vaulted as a seven-time Super Bowl winner, right? Now you could argue for Bruce Arians, but I, I don't really view Bruce Arians like this is Brady. Without Brady, to me, this is a playoff team, maybe like one and done. Yeah. So I, I view it's like Brady versus. I think Andy and Mahomes have a lot on the line, uh, and and really they're going to be synonymous until maybe one day Andy retires in like, I don't know, maybe six seven years, and then Mahomes has that you know second half of his career. But as of right now, like they're together. I was watching in my boredom. The NFL Network was playing the uh, AFC Championship game from 2018. Mm-hmm. What a game. I mean, the game was incredible. And you're just watching it, and you're going, like, looking back, what an incredible performance by... He's playing the Patriots in the peak of their dynasty, right? It's just like... It'd be like... That was like the 98 Bulls. <laughs> like, they've already, they've already got five Super Bowls. They've been to countless 
uh, Super Bowl other appearances. They've been to like at that time seven straight a or eight, eight straight AFC Championship. They are throwing Flores. Remember, Patricia had already left, so Flores was his defensive coordinator. Their defense is stacked with like Gilmore's and J.C. Jacksons and High Towers, and they got Claiborne and Mahomes is getting peppered and making these incredible throws. I'm like, this 22 year old kid is going toe to toe with the equivalent of the 98 Bulls and just like taking lick after lick after lick. And they take the lead late. I was like, this is a one of the greatest performances that probably doesn't get talked about enough. And it, looking back, if he was a stock at the time, you would have been like, and I think we did talk about it, but you, there's still some unknown. Like, it's so hard to get back. You never know. You could see when they lost, like the look on Andy's face. Like, just, that was a devastating to lose the AFC Championship game at home. But, guy, they've, I mean, they have quadrupled uh, tenfold their stock since, right? Back-to-back yeah. -back Super Bowls. They won it. They came back I mean, to the just, AFC Championship game twice since then. Tommy left, so now they own the AFC. Like, they are now the Patriots. It's just, it, it's, their stock was at $350 at Amazon, and now it's at like 1500 And you go, of course it was, because this guy's elite. But part of being an all-time great player, you're not guaranteed championships, uh, I was listening to Hasselback with Rosillo, and he was on. He was a practice squad quarterback on the Favre teams that like went to a Super Bowl. And when Andy was the quarterback coach, and he was like, "God, you just knew how special Andy was." And he talked about like, "I'm in there with Brett Favre. He's like the apple of everyone's eye in the league." And you just look back. You're like, he won three straight MVPs. They got to back to back Super Bowls. He never got back to another Super Bowl after that, and he only won one. Yeah, we talk about it all the time with like Rodgers and Russell. Like, there's a chance, like, Rodgers and Russell, for example, those two guys, both are going to be... Rodgers is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Okay, he might never make it back to another Super Bowl. You could argue these last two years might be the closest he ever gets back, right, to even getting that close. And you just never know. Now, I would think it's fair to say, like, maybe Mahomes is just better than everybody, and he probably is. Like, watching that game, you're like, God, he was way better than anyone. I Like, Tom wasn't this good at this... Peyton Manning wasn't this good at this Russell age. was not that good. That young. Fuck no. Rodgers, remember, he was immediately good, but he had waited forever. Yep. Like, this guy had just waited one year. Well, and he was just... I, I just think that th those guys can jolt themselves and vault themselves. Like, Andy's already a Hall of Famer now, but you just become, like, are you a first ballot guy? Like, as just multiple-time Super Bowl, you're however many wins. And here's the other thing. They win this. I think we would start tangibly going, could they win, like, four, right, in, like, seven years? Could they win three straight? Would they be the heavy betting favorite going into next year? They might be anyway. But Even if they lose the game, they might be the favorite going into the next year, depending on how the game looks, right? W would you be picking them to win three straight if they win it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just you? if you're going to pick somebody, absolutely. I mean, now the one area I disagree a little bit is I do think Tom has something to gain. And to me, it's just kind of, as I said it on a previous podcast, separating himself from Bill a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, if he if he goes that is that is a little barroom talk though right because Bill's a yeah but I mean what is famer. anything really any of this I mean in terms of like I think but there Tom, are hierarchies in the Hall of Fame right like Tom can't get any higher with his own yeah peers. but part of this is like what comes after you right like Russell won eleven MJ comes how, along when I mean basketball is almost a little bit different because we don't but how is anyone getting to ten Super Bowls ever again. Yeah, I mean, how did this guy do it? I'm with you. It's just part of this is just building up for 10 years from now or 20 years from now or 30 years from now. I think it all, like we say that all the time and then it always seems to come back and there's a conversation. I, I would say the difference though is if Andy Reid right now is 55 instead of 63, 
I think we would talk like, God, could these guys be together 15 years? He is in his early 60s, right? He's That's true. Part of Tom and Bill, they got together when Bill was like 50 years old or 52 or whatever, right? They had 20 years together, and Bill's still coaching now. Like, Andy won't be coaching when Pat retires if he retires at 40, more than likely. He'd be like 80, right? Right, yeah. So that there's an element there of, if I just told you, Andy Reid... If he, you know, if he was a little younger, I think we would say this would have the possibility. But there is a finite probably date on his coaching life with Pat, and then, then there would be a turnover. Yeah, with I, Pat's new coach. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think you can ever win so many championships that another one doesn't add something to your. That's my point on Tom. I'm not trying to diminish like if Tom wins, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I just think the other. No, two I know guys you're not. Way I, more than I, him. And I agree with that. I'm just that's my one nitpick was I do think it does mean something for Tom. Now the thing here's the thing for Mahomes. If they win, that's two championships. How many guys right now? I mean, here's the list of guys with two Super Bowl champion quarterbacks. Eli Manning, Jim Plunkett, Bart Starr, Ben Roethlisberger, Bob Greasy, Troy Aikman has three. Uh Roger Staubach, two in four appearances. Peyton, two and four. Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw. Joe's got four. Terry's got four. Elway has two. And Brady's won six. Um, like, is he going to start? Are we going to already be talking about him as he's better than, like, his career is ahead of, like, he's ahead of Roethlisberger all time? Yes. Is he ahead of Eli all time? Yes. Are we going to, is he going to start moving ahead of Peyton soon? Well, who who do you think most people would rank higher, Elway or Peyton? Probably depends how old you are. That's tough. You could say you could you could say they both they're, they're kind of like equals. Yeah, right? I, I think maybe this is just because he's more recent. I think Peyton gets talked about like he's higher on the list than Elway, but yeah, and weird they're kind of connected, right? Because they went to two Super Bowls together, you know, in a, in a in a weird way as the GM. And also, law, you know, they I think the way they're really connected is they lost Super Bowls before they like they like part of the winning was it was the end of their careers and it was like yeah. they gotta do this to get the credit that they deserve. And I think if you really wanted to nitpick Elway, like in his peak peak, like when he was Mahomes, peak Favre, he couldn't win. And then at the end, I mean, Terrell Davis had like a five-year career. He got into the Hall of Fame because he kind of helped carry yeah. them to it. Because yeah. John, like, we did this for John. Part of it is you look over and John's like 38 years old. Right. But he's doing the helicopter. But regardless, I think Mahomes would be on a trajectory to be like knocking everyone off the list. And he would just be, the conversation would be he would be on a fast track to be like, I'm chasing Tom. Like, I, well, I'll Joe tell you, move out of the way. Uh, uh, Elway and Peyton move out of the way. I think what it would become is right now Tom is clearly number one, but also there's clearly number two, and that's Montana. Right? Yeah. And I think that is what then Mahomes starts targeting as Mon. That becomes a conversation. Like, because he'd I be think two, he'd be two for two. Montana was just the goat. And then Brady passed him and became the GOAT. And then it's like, well, okay. I don't think we ever really considered that Joe would not end up at number two. Now, again, we start talking about quarterback talent. That's a different conversation. We're just talking about the GOAT, the winners, the biggest games, the biggest moments, the coolest guys. Like, that's the other part of it with Tom and Joe. Like, part of what put Joe at the top, Montana, was not just the wins, but it was the story in the huddle. Hey, is that John Candy over there? It was all of this, like ice water yeah. through his veins stuff that came with it. 
And remember, he started. Also, really I also think he was he was synonymous with Bill Walsh. Yeah, it was like a, he was part of a dynasty, um, which Patrick would be part of. So to me, that is what then becomes the conversation is like, is Patrick going to chase down Joe here pretty soon? Well, I and I also think this is where Andy comes in. Andy, I think he realized, I mean, of course he realized he's got a chance to vault himself and like, how many can we rattle off with this guy? Like, remember when I was just like this really good coach, but couldn't win the big one. Now I'm rattling off chips. Like our, I, we would be talking about them. Can they go on a, a historic Golden State Warriors type? Where like, can you rattle off three or four in five, six years? Because they'd be the favorite every year as long as those two guys are there. That's yeah. just the simple reality. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think from a legacy type standpoint, right? Like Terry Bradshaw, Bradshaw has four. There's not really a debate right now. Who's going to go down as a better quarterback in the NFL, Bradshaw or Mahomes? It's too early for that. But if you really had that conversation, nobody would settle on Bradshaw, right? I do think the game, no. But I, I think even with Aikman, I think the game has just dramatically changed. That Those guys, and I'm not trying to diminish anything anyone did in like the 70s or 80s or 90s, the game manager standpoint. And like these guys, and that's where I think Peyton – started it and then Brady became that now like the Rodgers and the breezes and the Roethlisberger's these guys that can just we'll throw it 50 60 times a game because that's just the way the game changed and I think Mahomes can go down as like the greatest version of that right he's the Peyton he's what Brady became the last like 15 years but Brady's the greatest of that too it's a, it's the weird part like Brady's the greatest passer of all time like he's won multiple MVPs throwing 40 to 45 to 50 touchdowns he became that and that's to me remember I was thinking about this yesterday. When I was in college, you were in college at the same time. Uh, anyone that's like 35, 36, we were all in college at the same time. The Niners really sucked. And I, you just, I, I just became a fan of the league. Peyton was my favorite player. Indy was my favorite. Like, I rooted for Indy. And I remember how devastated I'd always be when they'd lose in the playoffs, losing the playoffs. Because I was like, this guy's fucking sweet. He's throwing like 45, 50 touchdowns. He's just carrying his team. But he'd always get smacked. I'll never forget how excited I was when he finally won the Super Bowl. Because for a long period of time, it's like, you need a well-balanced team. You need a great defense. You need a good run game. Because that was always like part of the Niners' greatness, even with Joe Montana, was like Ronnie Lott. They had Charles Haley. Like, they had all these great defensive players. When they won the Super Bowl with Steve Young, it was like they signed Deion Sanders. They had Bryant Young. They had Dana Stubblefield. They had Ken Norm Jr. They had Tim McDonald, Fresno guy. They had all these dudes. And it was Eric Davis was a really good player. And you had to have well-balanced teams. It kind of became like a sweet, sweet offense with just a solid defense can do it. And I think Mahomes, I think Brady has had some moments like that where that's kind of how the league has gone. I just think that Mahomes can be this kind of unicorn outlier, just can go on this because his stats are going to just be incredible. But when you watch him, you don't like, yeah, he's not really a product of the environment because I'm watching that game. This goes back to that AFC championship game. He's doing. These guys are fucking peppering him, guy. I mean, he's getting dist- he's getting up and he's he's cheering on it. It was like this is like old school. I if I was like Montana or Bradshaw, they love this guy because they go, this guy could play in our era. Right. He honestly is a throwback. And I, this is where the Favre comparisons are. Favre was in every era, man. Right? He had, he could have played in the '60s with, with leather helmets. He would kill it. Rogers, I, th- I would say the same about Rogers. Uh, but I and I think Brady Manning is like, yeah, they would figure it out. Like they would crush it no matter what. Rivers, I think that's why everyone respects him. Like he could have played against like the the '70s defense, he would have taken it. The other thing, and was, that's where I think this kid falls under. Where some guys are like, would Jared Goff last in the '70s? <laughs> Probably not. 
No, but again, I'm not saying Jared Goff's on his level, but I think there's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL right now that you're like, I don't know if he would have lasted. Yeah. Because the other thing is, he's got Denver his... Broncos tweeted about Steve Atwater the other day. I'm like, I remember Steve Atwater really hitting people. I go to YouTube, Steve Atwater. The Broncos played the Packers in like 97 or 98 or whatever in that game. One of the first plays of the game, Brett Favre throws this long seam route. Atwater might have killed his own teammate. And luckily, like Antonio Freeman, like ducked. I mean, everyone would have died. And you just realize, like, God, this wasn't that. This was when we were in like junior high. People got killed. Like he knocked himself out. The other guy got knocked out. It was just a the game, it doesn't even look like that anymore. Well, remember when we interviewed John Lynch, we showed him some video of himself and said, Is would this have been targeting? He's like, No. It's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it would have. Um the other thing is that he's got Mahomes has his Gronk, right? Tyreek Hill's only twenty six. And he's one of the best players in the league. And like Gronk, he's a complete mismatch. Yeah. And Kittle's not, Travis, that, old. I mean, uh, Kelsey's years not old? that old either. Yeah, 31, 32. Yeah. But 26? Tyreek's 26. Right, where I think the difference between Kelsey and Gronk, too, is Gronk's early years in the era was, it wasn't like anti-concussion, but I'd say 10, 11, 12. Like, you were still allowed to kill people, and Gronk used to get that, like, shack treatment. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you remember Kelsey getting, like, depleted or something? You know, they don't... I, I don't remember Kelsey really being like, God, is Kelsey going to get up? Like he actually kind of slides. And I would say, unless something freaky happens in football, I would say both those guys, it's not inconceivable. They stay relatively healthy for the next three or four years. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that's where the pushback would be like, well, it would have been hard to maintain. Like it wasn't like Kelsey was Mahomes age and Mahomes might get a decade with Kelsey. Right. Or Kelsey probably, if he would have been playing in like 95, to 2005, by 2000, you'd be like, oh, he took this one hit. You know, it took out his knee. Brent Jones. You know, or, they don't even yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. Because Brock, when you look at it, really had like a decade career. But part of it was those first like five years, he got just – he was a battering ram. Then now you don't that, – that's where – this is where the discussion will ever get if Mahomes gets to like four or five championships. They'll be like, well, he benefited a little bit. And there'll be some truth to that. But I think we all agree he could have played in any era. But, but I think – to me, what will be the tiebreaker for him is people will say, well, did you watch him? Yeah. Like, he's did got you the eye watch test. him? He's got the eye test. Time to make our uh, Super Bowl pick, John. And when we make it, we'll be making it at mybookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the number one, where mybookie will match your first deposit dollar for dollar. Uh, 50% up to 1000 bucks. Remember, if you accept the bonus, you do have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds. You can also decline the bonus. Either way, use the promo code HAM1, and uh, that way they know we sent you. It's where you gamble. It's where I gamble. It's where a lot of our people gamble. All right. Should we start? We've been talking about props all week. You, What did you end up doing on uh, Gronk? I mean, uh, well, I just gave it away. On MVP. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Me, first touchdown. Yeah, I, I put Gronk first touchdown. I got him at uh, 14 to 1. Player to score the first touchdown of the game. So I put 50 bucks, can win $700. Um. Uh, I also did, guy, I, I sprinkled a little because I thought, you know, you brought up this guy's name and occasionally, maybe once a decade, a defensive player pr- usually has to have a pick six or a fumble six. And if they're one of the best defensive players, they're just going to end up the number like 10. Like they had 10 tackles and you just feel them a lot on big plays, maybe like a third down stuff, a pick six or a fumble six. And just he's already got a bunch of momentum going to the game. I put $25 each on Honey Badger, 
40 to 1, Super Bowl MVP. $25 pays $1,000, guy. And your guy, Devin White, 25 uh, is 50 to 1, so I'd win 1250 So both those guys, I don't feel like just low value, just $25, just every time they make a tackle, I get to root. Is it inconceivable that Brady throws a pick six to the Honey Badger or the Honey Badger has like, how about this one? Wait, you got Devin White at, at what was he, plus 5,000? I got plus, yeah, plus 5,000. He's at one. plus 2,500 now. Remember, Damn. I liked him at plus 6,600. Yeah, he's been, he's been, so they were getting a lot of juice there, guy. I like, I've been talking about him for a week and a half. You think the Honey Badger, if let's say the Chiefs win by 10, he has a, and he has a touchdown, maybe a sack. He, he's just around. People like him. Would you, would you say a little momentum? People I like just, it. His story? Just, I think you just, he, you notice him, right? He makes plays. It's because, oh, Honey Badger. If he were to become the Super Bowl MVP, would you say that would solidify his name in Canton? Multiple Super Bowls, Pro Bowls, yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Still has time left. Everyone loves him. Team captain, good teams, right? It's weird, right? Been on three teams. But like every team loved him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, well, part of it, remember, became he got too expensive. injured. Yeah, the Texans signed him to a one-year deal, yep. and then Veach just went, you know. Um, how about Harrison Butker at fifteen thousand to one? Had a bad year. That's why he's good value. Ten dollars pays fifteen hundred dollars. How many field goals would you have to kick to be the Super Bowl MVP? Four. Would just have to be a field goal fest. Yeah. And like you win, maybe a game 17, winner. And it, you have four field goals, and you kick the game winner from like fifty-eight. <laughs> yeah. Do you think a game like do you get credit for a game winner if it's like thirty? I mean, you do, but it depends. Like if, if it's your fourth field goal of the day, you do. Yeah, especially if you've like missed one or two. It's like, oh, you buckled down. Um, or would you say anything is you're on the edge of your seat over like fifty? I'm I mean, on the edge of my seat over. I think like over forty. Yeah, to win the game, that'd be yeah. In the Super Bowl. Yeah. What did you say, Bucker is? Fifteen thousand to one. <sighs> Here's the thing. I, I do every once in a while, I'll take a guy like that in golf to win the tournament. They rarely make the cut. But, he, but this <laughs> guy starts. Like there. this guy, there's only one guy yeah, that's kicking a game-winning kick. It's this yeah, guy. He plays. Yeah. Or suck Whenever they need a field goal, they go to him. You're right. Like, I, what's better value, him make, or Juan Thornhill at 10,000 to 1? I'll well, do respect, thing that would Juan, make sorry. me nervous about Butker is it does feel like Andy's goes for it a lot on fourth down, so he might not as get as many field goal chances even throughout the game. The, true. The, the game winner for sure. But that's true. It does feel like the – I. Don't you think both these coaches, they're going like the molt on both sides will have fourth down conversions or attempts? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be especially if, especially, yeah, Arians loves going for it. Especially if one, if somebody's scoring, it's just going to set the tone, right? Yeah, no risk it, no biscuit. No risk it, no biscuit. Um, you can go plus 900 that just a running back wins the MVP. Feels unlikely with these two coaches. I would say kind of anti-running back. You can go coaches. plus eight hundred. Any defensive position wins the MVP. Don't hate that because I think you're more likely to have a defensive position guy win it if there are a hundred pass attempts in this game. And when I think Bruce Arians and I think Andy Reid, I think passing. Right. So if you're just passing a lot, what if one of the quarterbacks off and they just throw a couple picks? Yeah. And the, the problem guy is it might not picks. take much for Brady to win it. Right. If his team wins, what's Brady's odds? Plus two hundred. Yeah. Better than Mahomes at minus 115. But here's the thing. I'll get to minus This is why I, minus 115. <laughs> Feels very like back when like Tiger would be like one to one to win the Masters. You know, it's just if the Chiefs win, more than likely Mahomes is going to be the MVP, right? I think that's just how you justify in your head. Yeah. 
Yep. The, they, but but I, I could see he, he the was Bucks, not good last year in the Super Bowl. Uh, not until it mattered the most, and then he won the MVP because he made a play. <laughs> he made a couple. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm simplifying. Um, it, this game opened at three and a half, Kansas City. It's now down to three. I am taking the Bucks and the points, John. I'm taking the Bucks plus three. I think the Chiefs are the better team. I thought the Packers were the better team. Um, this game is at home, and they've got Tom Brady. No cannon, though. You see that story? No cannon. That's the right thing to do. Well, I don't. I, I thought of you when I saw that. You're like, well, you don't get the perks of being a home game. You shouldn't even have your own PA guy. Oh, you probably do get your own stadium announcer. You see, Peter Schrager said like the the Bucks were adamant they wanted, and the Chiefs were like, well, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no, good for the Chiefs. <laughs> um, I do think that I kind of think the Chiefs win this game, but I have a hard time seeing Tom Brady get his get like beat. Now you can lose by a touchdown, you didn't get your ass beat. So yeah. Um, but I think the Chiefs are the better football team. But I just it's just Tom Brady just showed up in Tampa and they're hosting the Super Bowl. And I'm supposed to pretend like I don't know. The fucking they can't win. God, the, 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 the football gods don't exist. Yeah, so. I know, I know. You see the weather report, it's gonna be a little rainy too. I don't even know what that means. Like what does that really change that much? I don't even know. Andy Reid off a bye though, John. Does the Super Bowl count as Andy Reid off a bye? Yeah, I think it does. I mean he's but he's one and one in his, you know, Super Bowl off a bye. He got his ass kicked by the you know, back in the day by Brady and the Patriots last year, he's kind of get his ass kicked too. I mean, I, I remember looking up late in the, or I guess, yeah, with a lot of time left in the fourth quarter, like it was really this easy. The Niners just won their two playoff games and now they're up double digits in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. They're just going to, it's just going to cruise. And then the football gods are like, yeah, not so fast. Cause it I, guy with like seven and a half minutes left. It was the wasp play was on third and 15. I'm thinking to myself, Fucking Niners is gonna win the Super Bowl. It's gonna be like, well, they didn't play anybody this year. It's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. So you're right. I mean, I, I I do think it's just I think the Chiefs are the best team. They've won 25 of their last 27 games. They're defending champions. I feel even better about them watching that AFC championship game three two years ago. Cause it's like Mahomes was ready then. Yeah. Like they 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 would have I think they kicked the shit out of the ramps. Cause the the Brady, as you could see the next year, like their offense was Gronk was old. Their running game was like Sony Michelle. Edelman was old. Like their offense was really just on guts and smarts. It wasn't talent. That there's no way that Goff. Now the P- Chiefs defense wasn't as good, but this team has been Super Bowl ready, and their quarterback has been Super Bowl ready since that moment. Yeah, they just they just only have one instead of two. But they would have had two if D four doesn't jump off sides. I just think they are just on one of these rolls. Like we talked about Moose Johnson earlier this week when he just goes, we look across there like we ain't losing. I, I think there's kind of a feel like do the, do the bucks truly feel like we're just the best team. Or well, here's like, we my Tom. major. Yeah. I, it's like the bucks have not been in the super bowl before Tom Brady has like, do you think there's one starter on the chiefs and, and definitely like all their good players, Ty, but even like the Sammies, the, the Thornhills, like the guys that have been starting now for a couple of years to go, we're the fucking best team in the league. We know it to our core. You're going to beat us. You got to beat us. Right. But every time we walk in this field, we got the best player in the world. Number 15. We got these other two guys that unless you got Belichick, you ain't stopping Tyreek. Like that does Mike Evans back. have any idea what it takes to win a championship? No, but like to me, he's a championship level play. I agree. I'm just saying like that sideline yeah. is not Tom Brady's Patriots on that sideline. No, I think there is an element of like, holy shit. Now that's where the one thing I go back to, which I don't hate your bucks bet. I'm taking the chiefs minus three. It is Corona. And this, the week leading up has been less Super Bowl-y. 
where I just saw Tyree kill. They asked him like, as we were just going through some stuff, he was like, you guys are flying out tomorrow. What are you going to do the rest of the day? He's like, I don't know. I'm going to go home and play video games. Like, I'm just going to go like, it's just very normal to these guys right now. Right. There's not, yeah. there hasn't been this radio row, this, all this media shit that to me helps the bucks a little bit. Cause they haven't had been going to parties. They haven't been doing it. Just, I think the norm normality in the sense of the, the Corona rules and restricting them like normality of a normal work week helps a little bit for them. Now, maybe the Super Bowl, there's only going to be a quarter of the place full, right? That to me benefits the Bucks. Where if it was a normal week, I would have loved the Chiefs. I, I would have put like $1,000 on them. Just the parties going on in Tampa. The Chiefs are just there to win. Brady's there to win. I just wonder, like, like is Lenny out? You know? But no, he's not right now. Yeah. The one thing the Bucks do have in this, you know, kind of speaks to Arians running a loosey-goosey ship a little. They do have a lot of talent. Like, they have a lot of players. And their I mean, defense the is good. Are sweet. And the Chiefs' offensive line is... And their de- their defensive coordinator is good and Todd. They just... They got dudes. Yep. I, I do think, phys- you know, personnel-wise, they can hang. I think it's got a chance to be an all-time great. I like, love this game. Yeah. I love, th- I love this game and this game. If it was... Let's just say the Packers had beat the Bucks. Let's flip it and kick, kick the Bucks' ass. Do you Would think there would be a lot better? of Packers love? Yeah, I think this, this game, game would feel better. Like the Chiefs are like my argument, some of my argument for the Bucks is like, eh, it's Brady. <laughs> yeah. But I don't I know that Brady I let me say I, I don't know this. I don't think if it's like, oh, Mahomes is just it's just that it's an all time great Mahomes game. I don't think Brady can do that. But I know Rogers could. Yeah. But maybe Honestly, Brady, I mean, that taking nothing away, I'm glad Tom's there. I You I wish it was Packers, Packers Chiefs? I think it'd be cooler. I do too. Because you're right, Brady's carrying the Bucks. Like, I just. But we say know. that now. It's like, what if Brady? You know, Brady does. Brady's been had these moments where it's like, that was awesome. Well, Brady's been associated with just the craziest shit that's ever happened in the league for the last two decades. I mean, so yeah, you go through Brady's <laughs> career, you could easily have like one championship. Yeah, or you could have ten. Or yeah, we're gonna have ten. All right, mailbag time, John. Uh, these mailbag questions come from iTunes. So leave a review on the iTunes page of the podcast. Leave a question that review, and that's where we get to the mailbag on the podcast. Yes, it is, guy. Yes, it is. We should do one of these with YouTube comments. Take YouTube comments and just do a video about YouTube comments. I completely agree. Okay. I like Q&As. Yeah. All right. So let's just, I don't know what order I have these in, so we'll just fire these off. Some of these are long. I'll just read the question. Thank you for all your reviews. Go review. Uh, This is from B-Ra. Seattle in the Bay. Actually, this is I like this one because I don't quite even know what he's saying. Pete Carroll is getting a lot of smoke lately with his lame offense. If Russell Wilson wasn't such a corporate puke, Carroll might be out of a job. Thoughts? Also, why is Shanahan acting like Garoppolo? Whatever. Whatever is because he spelled it wrong. Is contagious? <laughs> it's only hurting his trade value. <laughs> B-Rod's got some uh, unique angles here, John. How I don't does- think... I mean, Pete Carroll is viewed as a pretty good coach. You know, I yeah, think, I think Pete Carroll kind of gets unfairly kind of crapped on sometimes. Uh, just following some Seattle media people, I feel like that uh, in Seattle people, I feel like there is this thing like about his offense, like he's dedicated to running the ball and everyone's killing him on the Internet for that. He, the guy that he doesn't care. Didn't about they the start internet, passing so. it this year and it stopped working as the season went on? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what all the criticisms are, but what? how about if Russell Wilson wasn't a corporate puke, Carroll might be out of a job? Well... I do think there's some validity to that. I respect Russell. I think like he works his ass off. He's an incredible player. 
his press conferences and just his whole deal anytime a camera's on him a little much for me yeah but how does that uh, how does that keep pete's job well i think his i don't know if this is what the guy means or not if he would be more edgy kind of like a aaron Rodgers, where i just know he might say anything mm-hmm. russell will not russell would never ever utter a word that he could even be construed as controversial he's just too calculated where i think Rodgers stopped giving a shit I think Brady kind of doesn't really give a shit anymore. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks do care. Like Drew Brees is like the cooler version of Russell that way. It's like he doesn't say anything either, but he just feels a little more genuine. Russell doesn't feel very genuine. Like Russell, is this how you talk to like your brother or Ciara when the cameras are off? Because it doesn't. If it does, it'd, it'd be exhausting. And it, and he would never say anything like we need to do this more. We need to like DK for example. Yeah. When he was sitting down with those guys, and he just kind of gave a real answer like, yeah, they just kind of figured us out. You you couldn't pay Russell. $10 million to say anything like, yeah, I wish we would do this a little bit more. But what I'm saying is I think you assume that if Russell acted that way, he would say negative things about Pete. Like that's the assumption in that comment. No, not and negative. I don't even mean negative, but, I, but I'm just saying like part of why Russell is Russell is because he has adopted all of Pete's mental training, like all the stuff that Pete preaches, like mental, all the mental performance stuff, the neutral mind, all Trevor Moad, it takes what it takes. Like Russell's all well, in that, on. Was that Pete? Well, Trevor Mullen's not Pete, but that all that stuff. Oh, well, actually, he might be Pete. All that stuff is Pete. Yeah, that might be fair. So, uh, what's his name? Pete. Gervais, the other mental uh, performance coach that he brought in. I forget his yeah, first name, but you Michael could argue Gervais. That all, all Pete stuff is the reason Russell became a great player. Yeah, the reason he doesn't wear baggy jeans anymore is Ciara, but. <laughs> I appreciate the unique take from uh, B-Raw. I think Russell wears a lot of people that I know that are fans of Seattle out. They're like, bro, can you just be a human? I think people well, I understand, that. but that's not keeping – That's I get it. But I, I think it's easy to but say, like, you should be this way. It's like, well, no, to be me, this is who I got to be. Yeah, but you can be like – Tom Brady, I think, has found a balance. But that's, Tom, like, that's who Tom Brady is. Like, this is how Russell has to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, it's easy to be like, I wish you were 80% of you, but then 20% of this other thing I want you to be. You're right. Maybe, like, I think you just maybe need to embrace, like, maybe Russell is like that 24-7, 365. Maybe he is like that with his wife. But maybe he's not, but maybe that's who he's got to be to play football. That's all I'm saying. It's like, it's easy to be like, God, I wish you were this way, but also you were also this way. It's like, well, I'm just me. So and Maybe it's just a little cheesy, you know? Yeah, but that's okay. That's who he is. <laughs> Fine, trade him. Hate him. Send him somewhere else. Uh, this from Chum Game Lover. When is it time for the Niners brass to uh, when is it time for the Niners br- to hold the Niners brass accountable for Kyle and John um, on the QB situation? I feel like they keep pa- they keep getting a pass. Solomon Thomas instead of Watson. Here's a list: Mahomes, Watson, Brady, Stafford, and now Captain Kirk will save the team. I would say they're not getting a pass. People are kind of edgy right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say that going into next season or, I mean, going into this off season, the expectation is like, guys, figure shit out and just take a swing. Like, just get aggressive, do something. And I think, Kyle, they've kind of talked about it. I do think they're under – now, the greatest pressure comes with Kyle knowing that they need to get a good quarterback. I think there's tangible pressure from every angle right now. Themselves, the fans, the team, just – it's the elephant in the room right now. It's not like who could be there if uh, K1 Williams leaves, who's going to be their nickel corner? Got news. No one gives a shit. I, who is going to be uh, if Kittle goes down, they, they need another tight end. No one cares. Figure out the quarterback. 
Like once you figure out the court, then we'll worry about that stuff. I'd say that's the only thing. If you ever talk to anyone about the 49ers, no one talks about anything else but the quarterback right now. I would yeah. say in my experience for the last couple of months. That's true. But I also will say to the point of chum game lover, and I've said this before too, like how it happens over the next five years will affect how we remember the decision not to really evaluate Mahomes or Watson. And it deserves to be talked about now because it's not like the Niners had a quarterback that they were picking over Mahomes and Watson and they were wrong about the evaluation of their own guy. And in retrospect, they should have cut bait. They didn't have a quarterback and they were waiting around for Kirk Cousins to become available because they knew he was going to become available. And then they stumbled into Jimmy and that's why they never got to never got to Cousins. But I do think it's fair to say, like, guys, it'd be one thing if you had a guy and then you were wrong about the guy and you moved on later. But they didn't even have a guy and they didn't really consider drafting Mahomes or Deshaun, even evaluating. Now, now there could be an upside to that, which is maybe they would have wanted a guy and they would have liked they might not have liked either one of those guys better than, you know, most of the league did think, I shouldn't say most of the league, it was not an unpopular opinion that Mitchell Trubisky was number one quarterback on the board, right? I saw Sean Payton told someone yesterday that he said Mahomes was the best quarterback prospect he'd ever evaluated. And he he's believed said, that at the time. He also uh, said Kamara and he would have taken him over. I mean, yeah, I. you know what? Payton but, has a track record here of – I. I, I Maybe he's a little full of it, but may, I, I would be open-minded to the fact that he actually means that and meant it at the time. To me, the Brady thing, that conversation is a conversation. Mahomes-Watson, is it, 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 they made a decision. It was the wrong decision. The, the news is in. They got lucky. They got Jimmy. Like That's water yeah. under the bridge. Nothing can change that. Well, no, to it's, me, it's they, true. They, they got to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, and but they knew his flaws, and they chose to not sign Brady. And I'd say anything post-Jimmy Garoppolo – like the move, the Brady thing, that's a that's a whip. That gets talked about. Like J- the Jimmy thing worked because it got them to a Super Bowl. Yes, right? but I think if if we get if we're five years down the road or four years, three years down the road, and the Niners still don't have a quarterback and they haven't gotten back to the NFC championship game, and Kyle and John Lynch are out of jobs. They're not the Niners brass anymore. Part of the story, part of their whole story I is agree. I agree. they had the number two pick in the draft that Watson and Mahomes got drafted and didn't even not didn't like them, didn't really even investigate them but, but but i guess my ultimate point is like that that's a fact right? yes it is that is what it's concrete yes. they fuck and this person saying why don't we talk about that chum lovers saying why don't we talk about that every single day because <laughs> it'd be exhausting now All right. to me where, where it wouldn't be if like they's like we did the right thing which i don't think they've really ever said no, I, if they no. were arguing over it then i no. think we could argue over it back i just don't know what to say do you think they should have drafted Mahomes? Of course, right? Do you think yeah. they, if they could have a redo on that one, what do you think they do? I don't know. They probably don't trade back one spot and they just draft one of those two guys because if there was a redraft, the other guy goes one. They right. would, Watt, Deshaun Watson up. would be on their team. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. This is from Ryan Van Heist or Haste. He makes the unusual decision of putting his real name in the review. We appreciate that, Ryan. Um he has a lot of questions here, so I'll just read one that I thought was interesting. He said, will first-rounders in the 2021 NFL draft in five years be more volatile from a production standpoint than in previous or future years that do not have um, that do have in-person evaluation, uh, evaluations? It's a good question. We've been talking about this for a while. Just in term, before I shouldn't say we've been talking about this for a while. We talked about this during college football lead-up when there was a question about what their – 
um, season would look like and the idea that trading picks this past season that you should do it, that you should be more likely, more willing to trade picks in the 2021 draft because it's harder to evaluate. Now that we're here, we kind of know, right? If you've got the 12th pick, you've got an idea of how much I like a guy, how much did that guy play? Do we feel like we've got a real evaluation on him? All that sort of thing. Do you think there'll be a difference in production five years from now than in a normal draft? That's the question. I, I've been asked a couple times, do you think the reason the the Lions did the Rams deal is because it's easier to it's going to be easier in future years to know, right? That the Lions value a future pick more than this year. And my pushback was, well, the, I would say maybe if they let the Rams keep their first round pick this year, if the Rams didn't have a first round pick to give them. Like, I think part of it was just they might have been the only team to give two future ones uh, or just two ones in general. And I think they looked at it like we just need a guy to hold us over, get Jerry Goff. We have the money. It kind of made some sense slash it being an inside job. There's some validity to it for sure. I, I don't know how we talked to Lewis about it. I've talked to my scouting buddies about it. Like a guy that played in six games this year, not only are you trying to evaluate him, like in a draft meeting, you'd be like, well, coach, uh, they didn't practice all week. Like, why was it so shitty this week? Well, because they, they implemented the game. Pl- like if you evaluate a guy on Cal, you'd be like, why did this guy look so terrible against UCLA? Well, coach, they found out they were playing UCLA Saturday morning and they played them Sunday morning the next day while we were playing a little weird. I know it's it. Yeah. I, I think this draft for the top guys, the quarterbacks, the Panay Sewells, the Jamar chases, the waddles. Like I, I know these guys are all sweet. I think where it's going to kick in is like the third, fourth, fifth round guys that usually you feel pretty good about that. You're kind of all over the map. Yeah. That I, yeah, this draft is just going to be kind of weird, but wouldn't you say last I guess the difference in last year's draft is because I'd say last year's draft class feels like they're pretty good. There was a lot of evidence. They had just played normal seasons. Most you had still gotten work. Like even Herbert had his workout. It was like the last thing that happened was Herbert. They got workout. The, they did the combine. Yeah. Um, so I think I don't think we'll see less production in this draft than in any other draft. In part because I think we'll see less confidence maybe in some picks. Maybe like internally, there's less confidence when they make a pick. But you never well, see that on the outside. No, you don't see it. And confidence doesn't necessarily lead to nailing picks. Like people have been confident about picks they missed on. People have been like, oh, let's take this Russell Wilson. Whatever. Actually, they they in retrospect, they say they were confident about that pick. They waited until the third round to pick them. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think the thing is such a crapshoot anyway. I'm going to have a hard time seeing a dramatic difference in production. There are drafts you look back and you go, oh, my God, that was an incredible draft. And there's drafts you look back and they were terrible. So it's going to be hard. I'll say this. It's going to be hard to match the 2020 draft in terms of immediate impact. I see zero chance. <laughs> I mean, Burrow, but that's just, all the but it'd be receivers. hard anyway. The draft was such an out. I think that draft's an outlier. Yeah. One year later. Draft. Next up, this is from ZT West. ZT West, we had to edit this because you asked five questions, which we appreciate. You feel free to ask five, but we'll probably pick one depending on how many questions. We just have a lot of mailbag questions today. Which NFC East quarterback situation would you have the would you feel the best having i really like this question giants cowboys washington football team uh or the uh giants or eagles Uh, i'm gonna start i know who i'm gonna pick go washington football team yeah i think it's a no-brainer because i I know for sure i don't hate the guy that i'm tied to or not hate the cowboys don't hate dak but they're in a 
they're not in a good spot with like they're the, stuck. They're stuck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So basically, Dak this year on a second franchise tag is going to lead them to the playoffs or they're not going to resign him because he'll go, well, my market value, as we've seen this year, if Dak was a free agent, a true free agent and could go anywhere, someone would give him way too much money. Uh, the Eagles situation is a disaster. If they trade Wentz and he's good, they're fucked. If they keep Wentz and everyone still hates him, they're fucked. It's just a, it's not a, you know, an enviable place. The Giants are just stuck with Daniel Jones, who's probably not good, but they got to see if he is good enough to just keep rolling through. And their defensive, you know, kind of minded, tough guy, special teams head coach uh, is just going to roll it out. I got news for you, Joe. He stinks. And Washington is not tied to anybody. They just, they're just single, right? They're not in a bad relationship. They're not in a relationship that they would like to get out of that's not bad. They're not in a DAC relationship where they like, but they're not willing to commit. They're just, they're just open-minded. They just want to find love. You know, now the pushback is as the Washington football team in our lifetime, we're in our mid thirties, like our adult lifetime, definitely in the two thousands and the 2010s, they had the one year of RG three and then he got hurt and it was never the same. They have not had a quarterback. So you just go, when you just look at the history of the franchise, you go no quarterback. Now, once upon a time, the chiefs had never drafted a quarterback who was any good. And then they got Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, think all you know what can change, guy? One pick. Yeah. Can change and your never one pick. And, but I would say also part of the reason I feel that way about Washington is because they've got like a real head coach. Yeah. You know, if the, if it was just they could do whatever they wanted and they had more of a clean slate than those other three, but I still their organization is still their organization, but Ron Rivera among the things he overcame this last year was the organization's recent history. Screw themselves a little bit by making the playoffs because their draft picks way down. Like, yeah. do they really gain that much? And I think they'd argue like, yeah, we taught a bunch of young guys. We're going to keep building around how to win. I think they wanted to do that. You and could also argue, well, say what you want about Dak. He's better than what Washington has. Well, if Dak was a true free agent, would Washington sign him? <laughs> he might. Yeah. So by that standard, you go, well, yeah, having the potential to get a quarterback is great, but you still have to get the quarterback. Like, who's going to have more touchdowns in 2021, Dak or whoever plays quarterback for Washington football team? What if the Cowboys did this? Dak also, by the way, suffered an injury this last year. Yeah, but let's just say he's fully healthy, a broken ankle, and he's fully healthy. They just go, Dak, we're just going to let you hit free agency. and This is how we're going to do it. We'll match any contract, or we'll we'll decide if we're going to match. How many teams would offer Dak? hundred plus million dollars. Would it be multiple? Would it be yeah. that year like Kirk Cousins where, you know, several teams yes. are trying to sign him? Yes. The Bears, the Colts, the yes. Washington, the, the Carolina. Yep. Maybe the Niners. So? I do. Do you? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. I do think though, immediately you could regret that. Yes, right? you could. Yep. But you could also structure it in a way. That, but it's uh, hard, I think, once you get over a hundred million dollars, like you're just kind of on the hook for three years. Uh, this is from SSF, <clears throat> SSFV. Do you think Kyle likes Darnold? Then he goes on to ask to, to get into it. If Watson's traded the Dolphins, the Jets will have a bidding war. Uh, if Watson is traded, the Dolphins and the Jets will have a bidding war. It goes through a whole process. Um, downside is that he is a uh, downside is if he's better than Jimmy and he's unsigned past the next year, he gets expensive. Your thoughts. I, sim- uh, only podcast I never missed, by the way, was what it was titled. Good title. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I think Kyle likes Sam Darnold a little bit. I Or at least I think he liked him coming out of college. Yeah. I think they're, I think Sam Darnold is the guy 
that John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, that Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, that uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are try are having legitimate conversations. Like, is this guy worth giving two twos for? Is it worth risking our jobs for this guy? Is this guy any good? Uh, because he does have talent. I think the question is, is he good? Or could he be good with us? And you start thinking about the nakeds and the nudes and rolling out and dumping it off. I, I think he'd be really good at that. Where I close my eyes and struggle with Sam is in that game that they played against the Saints a couple years ago or that game up in Seattle where you just get these spots where you have to sit in the pocket three you know under three seconds and just deliver some strikes. You have faith and people are peppering you. He's that guy. And I, I would lean no right now. I, I go back and forth with him because I, I, I'm a fan of him. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. Would I stake my career on him? I would not. When I watch him, I watch him hoping to really like what you see. And you, I, you see a lot. You do see stuff that you like. I see more stuff that scares you than, than that you go. Would you rather take the risk on Sam Darnold? Like if you had the choice, all things being equal, would you rather have Sam Darnold or Jared Goff next year? Sam Darnold. Just because you'd take the ceiling. Yeah. Sam Darnold or Jimmy Garoppolo? Again, the prices aren't equal, so it's that one's harder. Because I yeah. Jimmy's to me. If you told me Jimmy, Jimmy has, could give you sixteen games, I'd take Jimmy. Jim, what Jimmy has shown is better than what Sam has shown. Way His best better. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is from Realistic Raider. You guys think the Raiders could trade for Deshaun? My scenario is that Carr is traded to the Colts, Saints for a one and a two. Then the Raiders end up trading two ones, <laughs> two twos, and two seconds. Cleveland. <laughs> this is the first Cleveland furl. John, I've seen in a trade, although I'm not sure if he's really tradable, and Abram for Deshaun and JJ. Probably a reach, but just thinking. That's what the mailbag's for. <laughs> oh, they got JJ in the deal, too? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's JJ Nelson. I got to read this one again. Cars traded to the Colts or the Saints for, for one a and one two. and a two. Okay. okay. We either one of those teams. Then the Raiders trade two ones. Two twos. So they're they're one, that one. Yeah. Two twos. That two, they're two. Yep. Farrell. Right. Abram. Okay. So you two guys Deshaun, that have been But you're like, we don't just want Deshaun. Want we want JJ, JJ Watt. Watt. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I would say the Texans would hang up on you the moment you just said two ones. Before you ever mentioned a safety they can't cover and a defensive end they can't pass rush. Uh if I was the Texans, I wouldn't want any part of those two players. I just want picks. And well, no, I, I'd want I want, although we, it might not line up with your future, but I'd want Waller. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm talking those two players. That yeah, he mentioned. Yeah, yeah. To me, JJ Watt for the Texans is I'm separating the two, unless you can give me an extra one or two for JJ Watt. Like I'm trading JJ Watt in a vacuum to like the Packers for their second round pick, right? Or to the Steelers, or to the Niners, or whoever. Like he is his own little asset. It'd be like owning a home. And there's also a back home that you can easily rent out. Like that is separate. Like you, you can separate that. Like you can. Well, rent I'd out say like home specifically in home. San Francisco, John, it's like having a home and a garage. Okay, yeah. You can separate the two when you're renting or selling them. Yeah, because you can charge the garage right five hundred bucks or whatever right. a month. It is a separate, even though they're connected. If you rent it out, you can separate the two. Well, if you want a piece of this, you have to pay for it. Right. And J.J. Watt is not a throw in because to me, they have two assets. Obviously, Deshaun worth the freight of however many picks that they can, you know, determine that they could get. And it's probably a lot. I would not just add J.J. Watt into the deal. 
I would expect them to be. If they are both traded, I do think J.J. Watt's going to get traded. That's already kind of been reported. What would you guess J.J. Watt's traded for? I saw that no one played more snaps in the league than him last yeah, year. Yeah, you said a second. I don't think that's crazy. Maybe not a high second. A third feels comfortable to me. Like, I could stomach that if I was sending a third for him. Don't you think good teams are going to be all over him? But here's the other thing with him. Yeah, he's old and he's making $17 million, but it's only a one-year contract. There's not You're not tied to something beyond this year. So you take a swing. You know where he's going to end up? I already can Seattle? see Seattle? Yeah. What did they trade for Clowney? If you like, who are they going to trade for him? Seattle. Who else? I'd be like, Seattle. (laughs) If he is not in Seattle, I'll be surprised. On draft day. Or even earlier, but just they're going to be all over him. Well, to me, let's let's make it because Seattle obviously is going to trade out of the first round this year, like always, if they have a first round. Oh, yeah, to get more pit. Yeah. I just, they'll tell him to wait. Like, we got you, dog. Like, we're coming. We want him. Would you go pick swap with the Texans second round? What about what about going to play with his brothers though? You know they got. Well, he's got to pick one though. No, they're both now on the same team. Oh well, then yeah, that's. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet because you can you can now whatever Subway is paying you doubles. Well, Bud Dupree's a free agent. I think he tore his ACL too. What if you just let him walk? You accumulate JJ. You put him with TJ. Wouldn't that be pretty sweet? TJ and JJ both on each side. You'd almost T- have to put them on T-J's, offense for T-J's, a snap. TJ's better than JJ right Crazy now. Crazy to think, right? I know. It was like, oh, who is JJ Watt's brother? It's like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> Depoy? Stud. One of them. Yeah, badass. All right, good mailbag, everybody. Good talk. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.